Father, help us to grab a hold of it. Help us to walk in it. But Father, I thank you for forgiveness, God. I thank you for forgiving us for all of our sins. Just wash us and cleanse us and cover us in your son's precious blood, God. And have your way in this place tonight. For you are worthy, my king. And I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Amen. <coughs> praise the Lord. As he puts my topic up there, I want to talk about consequences of sin in the camp. Or I want to talk about consequences of sin in the church. And how many of you know we're the church? We're the body of Christ. You know, as we look here in Joshua in chapter 7, we begin to see a scenario where the children of Israel begin to come into defeat over the Amorites and over a city and of one of the Canaanites, amen, and it was a city called Ai. And if you look previously in the chapter prior to that, the chapter in verse chapter 6 actually talks about where the children of Israel and Joshua begin to conquer Jericho, where they had a great victory in Jericho. And of course, y'all know the story of Jericho where they walked around, amen, for six days and and the walls fell down in Jericho, and Jericho, amen, was defeated, and the children of Israel were able to take this city, amen, and they took it by storm. So here we are, amen, they're coming up off of a great success. They're coming up off of a great victory, and just to kind of give you an idea, Jericho was one of the largest cities of the Canaanites, amen, it was one of the largest cities, it would, it would almost be like a, a Dallas, Texas, amen. And then we see quickly in, in the next chapter, in chapter 7, which is the chapter that I read, we begin to see where the children of Israel came off of this victory, and now they're coming into this little town or this little city called Ai, and it would almost be like going and conquering Dallas and then coming in, out into Canton and losing the battle. So they leave Jericho, they have the victory, and they're coming into the city of Ai. And so I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about the consequences of sin in the camp. You know, one thing about it today is I think people have begun to follow this grace mentality and this grace teaching. Amen. And thank God for the grace of God. But what we forgot, I believe, is that yes, there's the grace of God. Yes, there's the mercy of God. Yes, there's the forgiveness of God. But even in the midst of that, amen, even in the midst of us being forgiven, there's still consequences for our actions. There's still consequences for our decisions, amen. We see it every day, praise the Lord. There's consequences, amen, whether we like it or not, for divorce. 
We have children, amen, that are raised in broken homes, amen, that don't have both parents in their life, amen, and in all kinds of other challenges, there's consequences for our sins. And I think we're at a time today where we think, amen, God is merciful, God is forgiving, yes, amen, but we forget that there's actually consequences for our actions. And not only is there consequences for our actions, praise the Lord, but I want to talk about it a little bit today, and I want to look at this story, amen, in, in, in Joshua chapter 7, because as we begin to look in this story, we begin to hear about a man named Achan. And Achan was a soldier of the Lord. He was one of Israel's soldiers, amen, one of thousands of soldiers, and here we are, amen, Israel had had a great victory over Jericho, but one of the commandments, one of the things that God says is that you're not going to take anything, anything from Jericho. You're not to take any of their resources, you're not to take any of their gold, any of their silver, any of anything. You're not to touch anything, amen, there. And we begin to see here in chapter 6, I mean in 7, like I read, and I want to look at verse 1 for just a moment as we go forward tonight. He says, but the sons of Israel, amen, acted unfaithfully in regards to the things under the ban. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, from the tribe of Judah, took some of the things under the ban. And therefore the anger of the Lord burned against the sons of Israel. That's what the Bible says. Now I want to take a look at that for just a moment. And, and as they put my first point up here, what we begin to find out as we look here at Achan, Achan was one that disobeyed God and he took, amen, from Jericho when there was a band where God says, you don't take anything from that city, amen. So here we come. My first point is that great victory can lead to great temptation. Sometimes, amen, when we have victory, when we have a win that's taken place, maybe it's, amen, a situation where God has begun to restore a relationship or restore our family, amen, or begin to put things back together, or maybe we got a promotion, or maybe we've had a successful year financially, amen, or maybe, amen, you know what I'm saying, whatever it may be, praise the Lord, maybe our relationship with our children's back, and sometimes whenever we have a great victory, amen, like the children of Israel did at Jericho, sometimes that's whatever it can lead us into our greatest temptation. Because the children of Israel had great victory. Praise the Lord. Anybody had any victory in here before? Praise God. <laughs> where God just moved on your behalf. Amen. God made a way where there was no way. He opened up some doors. He, he put some things in place. Praise God. Amen, where you just stomped the devil right there, amen, right in front of his face. Praise God. But how many of y'all know right behind that can lead us into something, a great temptation? <clears throat> 
And this is what took place right here. That was a great victory at Jericho. Praise the Lord. They didn't really stand a chance, to be honest with you, to take that city for Jesus. And how many of you know sometimes we have some situations that with, without God, we wouldn't stand a chance with it. <clears throat> but there was something that happened very quickly. And the children of Israel, as they moved into the next portion of what God had, as they're conquering the cities, they're conquering the land, as they're conquering the Canaanites, amen, praise the Lord, as they're moving from faith to faith and glory to glory, one thing that they begin to forget is what brought them the victory in the first place. See, they came to Ai, amen, and the Bible says that they sent a few thousand men up there, amen. We don't even need to send all of them, praise the Lord. There's no need. There's just a few of them up there, amen. We just sent a few thousand, and we're going to be able to take them out, no problem. We just got done taking Jericho, my Lord. <clears throat> Somebody say, God is good. Now, what I'm talking to you tonight about is the consequences of sin in the camp. And that brings me to my next point right here. Praise the Lord. Because one thing that we got to come to realize is that our sin not only hurts us, but it hurts others in the body of Christ. Now look at this, out of all the soldiers and all the people that were involved in this scenario, Achan is the only one that took, amen, of the spoils from, from Jericho. He was the only one. But look what the Bible says. The Bible says, amen, that Israel has sinned against me. And when you connect yourself to the body of Christ, and you become a part of the body of Christ, your sins don't only hurt you and affect you, but they affect everybody around you, whether you know it or not. See, it was because of Achan's sin, one man's sin, amen, that all of the children of Israel were not able to walk in victory over the enemy. And sometimes we think that our sin doesn't have consequences. It doesn't affect anybody. But we don't know that it's hindering the body of Christ from being able to have the victory over the enemy. And we think, amen, there's no consequences. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt anybody. And really we're being selfish because it's hurting everybody. Because we could be pushing forward and taking the land and conquering the enemy. Amen. But instead, amen, we've got sin in the camp. Our sin hurts others. We don't think it does. It hurts others in the, in the body of Christ. It hurts others in our family. <clears throat> Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. Praise the Lord.
Let's look at Joshua chapter 6, verse 17 real quick. <coughs> he says, the city shall be under the ban, and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot and all who are with her in the house shall live. Now, I want you to look at this. This is, we're talking about, we're talking about a prostitute, a harlot. <laughs> she took and took in the spies. Amen. And God blessed her and her whole family. Achan took from God. And it cursed him, all the children of Israel, and his family. <clears throat> he says, because she did the messengers who sent. Now, I'm going on here. I'm going to communicate what God put on my heart. Amen. In verse 1, like I shared with you before, it says, Israel has sinned. Look at verse 11. Put verse 11 of chapter 7 up there. Israel has sinned. But how many of y'all know it wasn't the whole nation that has sinned? It was just one man that has sinned. The rest of the nation had nothing to do with it. Nevertheless, God held them all responsible for one man's sin. Are y'all with me today? When one person sins, we all pay the consequences. It affects the whole body of Christ. In fact, that's why Paul said this in 1 Corinthians in chapter 5, when he's talking about a man sleeping with his father's wife. Amen. He tells Corinthians to put that man out the church in order to protect the purity of the church. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes we've got to do hard things for the sake of the church, praise the Lord. Because if it's cancer, it's growing, it can begin to affect, amen, the whole body. Are y'all with me today? Now look at this. I want you to look at what happened right here in chapter 7. Whenever Achan made the decision to sin in chapter 6, the Bible says that 36 men of Israel got killed up in Ai. God gave them the victory in, six, in chapter 6. But in chapter 7, they couldn't even take Ai. And not only, amen, did they defeat, get defeated, not only could they not take the city, but 36 of their men got killed. And when we let sin begin to fester and run in the house of God, when we let sin in the camp, amen, it can spread like cancer and it can affect other people to die and have casualties. Amen. Are y'all with me today? See, you need to take this seriously. Amen. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But we think, oh, it's not hurting anybody. It's just me and my situation, but you don't understand what's really going on. Amen. You don't understand what kind of curse you're bringing on the house of God and the body of Christ that you say you're a part of. Because we can't overcome the enemy in the way God has intended. Because without God, none of us can overcome the enemy.
But I think we've gotten to a point where we think there's just no consequences for our actions because we're under grace. Somebody say God is good. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Are you all with me today? And I want you to know, Achan didn't take this money because he, was, because he was poverty. He had poverty. In fact, the Bible says he was a rich man. He was well off. He took it because of greediness. The Bible said he had plenty. He had what he needed. Amen. He took the loot because of greed. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's look at verse 14 for just a moment. (coughs) In the morning, then you shall come near by your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes by lot shall come near by families and The family which the Lord takes shall come near by households, and the household which the Lord takes shall come near man by man. Now, I want you to look at this for a moment, and that's going to put my next point up there, okay? I bet you this was a tough day. I bet you Achan was sweating this day. My next point is God knows how to make your sin known. You can show up here and put on whatever kind of face you want to put on and act like everything's just fine. But God's got a way to make your sin known. You can fake and shake if you want to. Praise the Lord. God's going to expose you. He's going to make your sin known. I bet you that was a tough day for Achan. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sitting there knowing, amen, what was going to take place. Praise God. God was fixing to go house to house, family to family, man to man. And he was going to find out, amen, what took place, praise the Lord. And he was going to expose it, amen, and so he could get it up out of there, praise the Lord. And it's not that God isn't loving, praise the Lord. God loved the people of God enough to where he was going to get, amen, the sin up out of there so that the people of God could walk in victory so that they could not be cursed and so they could overcome the devil. That's what God is. You know, we say, amen, a loving God won't send people to hell. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm here to tell you, God loves us enough not to let, amen, somebody that's not saved and full of sin and full of flesh and full of the devil, not even let them up in heaven. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Because he loves us enough. You can play with God if you want to. Yeah, he loves us that much, and he loved the children of Israel that much. <coughs> God knows how to make your sin known. What's in the dark will come to the light. Are y'all with me today? Let's keep moving on. <coughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to have to do more cardio. (laughs) Or eat less cookies. (laughs) 
Put numbers 32 and 23 up there real quick. Thirty-two and twenty-three. <coughs> but if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. You might be able to run for a little while. But God's going to expose you. And the reason why he exposed Achan... It's because he loved the children of Israel. He loved them enough, and he wasn't going to let them continue to not have the victory. Let's look at my next point as we move into verse 20. It says, honest confessions brings glory to God. Amen? Look at verse 20. So Achan answered Joshua and said, Truly I have sinned against the Lord. Praise the Lord. The God of Israel. And this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them and Took them, and behold, they are concealed in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath it. Next verse. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and behold, it was concealed in his tent with the silver underneath it. And they took them from inside the tent and brought them to Joshua and to all the sons of Israel, and they poured them out before the Lord. And then Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the mantle, the bar of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that belonged to him, and they brought them up to the valley of Acre. Now, I want you to look at this for a second, because whenever Achan decided to take all that stuff, and he, the Bible says that he hid it under his tent. He then included his whole family in the sin against God. Are y'all with me today? And one thing we don't realize is when we're playing in sin, we're, in, we're including our whole family in that sin. Not only the body of Christ. We're bringing a curse on our whole household. Whoever you're yoked to. Even the children, his daughters and his sons, had to come and answer to the Lord. But the Bible says that Achan confessed his sins, that he made no excuses. And I believe, amen, when we say I've sinned, I believe we open up the door of blessing in our life. Amen. We remove the barrier that stands between God and us, and that raises a question. Amen. Well, could have Achan made it to heaven? Maybe so. Are y'all with me today? He repented. But as we read a little further, amen, 
One thing we come to realize, amen, Proverbs 28, 13 says this, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And God is a God of mercy, amen? But that brings me to my next point and my last point. Sin brings consequences that must be faced. And although Achan was one that confessed his sin, he was one that came clean with no excuses. I did it. I fell into sin. I coveted this stuff. But the Bible says even in the midst of that, praise the Lord, he may have been right with God at that point in time, but he still had to face the consequences of his actions. And for us to think for a minute that we can just do whatever we're going to do and not have any consequences, I'm here to tell you, amen, you're misleading yourself. Because there is consequences for your actions. But by the grace of God and the mercy of God and the love of God, amen, those consequences don't have to be eternal, praise God, amen. So I want us to consider this deeply before we just go playing around in sin and falling into things, amen, because there's consequences and it's affecting ourselves, it's affecting others, it's affecting God, it's affecting the body of Christ, amen, it's affecting everything around us, praise the Lord, amen. But the Bible says, amen, that the, re the repentance, it removed the guilt, praise the Lord, amen. And that's what it does, it removes that guilt, it removes that shame, amen. It removes, amen, that, but it doesn't always remove the consequences of it. Are y'all with me today? You can take a murderer, for instance, amen, and a murderer can repent of that crime and that murder and that action, amen, and they can begin to ask God for forgiveness, and God can save their soul, praise the Lord, and send them, amen, to heaven. But that doesn't mean that they're going to not have to pay the consequences for doing that murder. Are y'all with me today? They're still, amen, might find themselves on death row. And I've linked the body of Christ thinks there's no consequences anymore. And I don't want you to be fooled. Murderers may confess and seek forgiveness and still later be put to death. Look at verse 25. <clears throat> Joshua said, why have you troubled us? In other words, dude, your actions gave us hell. He says, the Lord will trouble you this day. And all Israel stoned them with stones. And they burned them with fire. And after they stoned them with stones, the Bible says they raised over him a great heap of stones that stands to this day. In other words, they were making an example out of it. And that reminds me of the story of Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament in the book of Acts. 
God was making an example out of him because he cared enough about the body of Christ. And I don't want God to make an example out of some of us because we want to play games. Are y'all with me today? And I know this is a fire and brimstone message, praise the Lord, but it's time to get real with God. God is not to be played with. He's not to be mocked. Amen. It's not church and religion. It's not, amen, what you need. It's Jesus Christ is what you need. Praise the Lord. And all of our actions affect each other. Y'all don't know how it affects people around you. Praise the Lord. You don't know. You don't know how it affects your brothers and sisters in Christ. You don't know how it affects the body of Christ, how it affects the pastors. Amen. Are y'all with me today? If there's anything we lose sleep over, it's over the condition of the sheep. When we should be focusing on building the kingdom of God and reaching souls and impacting lives. And instead we're focused, amen, on, on, on the condition of the sheep that should be helping push this thing along. That should be helping, amen, go forward. Praise the Lord. Amen. But instead, amen, their actions are bringing negative actions on the body of Christ and on the church. Are y'all with me today? We're trying to go forward. We're trying to conquer the land. We're trying to take cities. We're trying to win souls. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're trying to let people get set free. We're trying to see miracles, signs, and wonders, and the power of God be released. But we're not going to see it. Amen. If the body of Christ is not healthy, because if one part of the body is sick, then it affects the whole body. That's what the scripture says. So if you think that your actions are not affecting others, it is. It is. I promise you it is. It is affecting. And we all sin and fall short, praise the Lord. We all make mistakes. We all miss the mark. But we need to do our best to live in holiness. God says, I am holy, so you shall be holy. And without holiness, you shall not see God. And we've got to see God in this house. Praise the Lord. We need God in this house. There's people that are desperate in here. Amen. And see God in this house. Amen. There's people that eternity, amen, depends on it. That they encounter the power of God so that they don't go to a devil's hell. Amen. But if we're playing games and we're playing church and we're playing in sin, we can be affecting the whole body of Christ and somebody from living in the way they need to live. And we can be causing casualties around us. Because our actions... Sometimes people may be looking at you and they might be looking up to you. Or they may be looking to see what it looks like to live a Christian life. We're all examples. You don't have to have a title in front of your name. I promise you there's people watching you. In your house, your children are watching you. 
And I'm not here to condemn you. But I'm here to speak the truth in love. Because the truth is what will set you free. And people say, oh, they did it. They do it. We can do it too. And we'll still have the blessing of God. And the whole point is they don't know that you're sitting there struggling, going through hell because of your poor decision. And you put a smile on your face like everything's good. And they think they can follow in those footsteps and do what you're doing and be okay. And that's a lie from the devil. People are watching. (coughs) And I know none of us are perfect. But the Bible says that we need to strive to be perfect. He is perfect. So we shall be perfect. Can I get the worship team? I think God is saying, enough is enough. It's time to quit playing church. It's time to quit putting on a facade. It's time to quit living one way throughout the week and at home and living another way in the house of God. And I'm not saying that you have to be all holy and perfect and to come into this place. Amen. This is a hospital for the broken and the sick. Amen. But there comes a point where you, God, need to let God get you healthy, praise the Lord. And you need to make a decision that you're going to walk with God in victory in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. And walk in the grace of God that God intended, the power of God. And that is sufficient, that is all sufficient in your life. Praise the Lord. God is able to keep you, amen, from temptation. I want to share a quick verse with you real quick out of 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. Amen. And the word of God reads, For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment. And did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others. When he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. And if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, the destruction by reducing them to ashes. Having made them an example God was making an example of Achan. He was making an example of Ananias and Sapphira. He was making an example of Sodom and Gomorrah. He was making an example when he flooded the earth. Praise the Lord. To those who would live ungodly the lives thereafter. I don't want God to make an example out of you. You can either be an example of what to do. Or you can be an example of what not to do. And the children of Israel were not able to prosper as long as that sin wasn't dealt with. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're trying to prosper, if you're trying to be blessed, if you're trying to go forward, if you're trying to live the abundant life, but you're still playing in those areas, you can forget it. You're playing games with you need to sing that the worldly song. My mind's playing tricks on me. Because that's what's happening. 
Are y'all with me today? But if you make a decision to walk with God in holiness, amen, and not play with sin and live repentive lifestyle, God will pour out the blessings from on high. And I'm not just talking about financial blessings. I'm talking about the blessing of God. You can have all the money in the world still not be blessed. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about the abundant life, the fulfilled life, the joy of the Lord, the power of God, the anointing of God, the love of God, the favor of God, the fulfillment of God. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. Praise the Lord. You can't serve two masters. You either love one or you hate the other. You can't be in the world and be in the, in the church. It don't work. I mean, you can come. Praise the Lord. You need to come because the Holy Ghost is going to wreck you. Praise God. The Bible says, amen, that they, there's those that have a form of godliness but denying the power. You won't have any power. And have you ever tried to live the Christian life without power and the power of God? My God. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like a drunk trying to quit without going to AA or something, man. Hello? the worldly standard in other words they're dry the Bible says choose this day who you will serve come on stand to your feet I love y'all 